You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Hump Day Wednesday edition of the show. The title sponsor of today's podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at RockAuto.com. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about some of the latest news with regards to the college football season. Sounds like flexibility may need to be the key word for BYU and other college football programs. We'll talk about that. We'll also get to a note from BYU basketball and college basketball as a whole, as it sounds like there's a possibility of the college basketball season being moved up a little bit, surprisingly enough. We'll also talk about that. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything that's going on in BYU sports news, get to our player countdown series, the best former Cougar to the number 57. Some great finalists we need to run down on today's podcast as well. In addition to Rock Auto, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them as today's podcast rolls out. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 8th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. A reminder for you guys, this podcast is available everywhere it can be downloaded, and we enjoy talking BYU sports each day. Our goal here is to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room by catching up on everything you need to know about BYU sports, as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. That way you never miss a daily episode of this podcast. Kicking off today's show, let's talk a little bit about the latest when it comes to COVID-19 and the upcoming college football season. We are now just 57 days away from BYU and Utah scheduled to kick off the season at Rice-Eccles Stadium. And it looks more and more likely, at least at this current juncture, that things are going to be delayed. Uh, I know that's uh, kind of disheartening to hear, but I, and I've talked about this on the podcast. You guys have been listening for some time now, have heard me talk about the fact that I'm trying to look at this with a glass half full mentality. I am hoping that 57 days away from today, that BYU and Utah are kicking off their season. As it stands currently, and we're still seven weeks away from football beginning, it doesn't look all that enticing, or not enticing, all that, uh, what word am I looking for here? It doesn't look all that likely that that date will hold. I think the biggest thing coming out of this, and I've read a number of articles in the past few days, John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News does a great job for the Bay Area News Group, one of the foremost authorities, especially when it comes to Pac-12 football. He's actually got a great proposal for shortening the season, playing conference games, plus maybe one game extra, a non-conference, if you will, opponent. So in the case of teams like Stanford and USC, essentially, hey, We want to play Notre Dame because they have a big money item on the line there. We're going to play that game. So essentially, you'd play your nine conference games or eight conference games plus one non-conference game. BYU could be in luck there because you could find a number of Pac-12 teams who are scrambling maybe at some point to add on an extra opponent. So maybe BYU could pick up some games there. 
as I've also talked about previously on this podcast, BYU, in talking with some people around the Cougars, Tom Homo and the BYU Athletic Department have been working on contingency plan after contingency plan after contingency plan. There have been multiple meetings talking about all the different scenarios for the upcoming season. So I can tell you this much. BYU will not be caught with their pants down. I can tell you that much. They are going to be ready to go whatever happens. Today, the Ivy League is expected to vote on uh, their proposal for a spring season. It sounds like they're expected to move their season to the spring. And I know that the Ivy League competing at the FCS level doesn't have the same bearing as, let's say, another conference at the FBS level in the case of BYU. But their decision could have some ramifications for the Cougars. Could other conferences see the Ivy League punt their season to the spring and say, you know what, we're going to follow suit and we're moving our games to the spring as well. That could be the case, but also could be the case that I think that the Power Five especially, they understand that having a season this fall, if at all possible, is very critical to their pocketbooks, etc. Spring, from what I'm hearing, is kind of the last resort for these college administrators, especially at the Power Five level. And as John Wilner also notes, be flexible, have a bigger season. And David James, a guy I work with here on the here at the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, He's actually talked about the fact that maybe the college football season this year needs to be 20 weeks long. You need to have a 20-week window, and if you can fit games in whenever you can, you play them. And then you have the college football playoff, the bowl season, the national championship game, maybe in March. You give them a big window, speaking of these college football programs, to fit in as many games as they possibly can. This is going to be a unique year for college sports, especially college football. It'll be a case study we look back on years from now, and that goes for everything with this COVID-19 pandemic. It's a novel coronavirus. It's never been seen before. This is going to be something, an event that we're living through right now will be studied for years and years to come. And that also includes, by extension, the college football season for, for those of us who are big sports fans. So I just look at this and I feel like BYU is not going to be caught with their pants down. I've talked about in the past that I have a proposal for BYU where they would, if they needed an eight-game schedule, they need a nine-game schedule, well, guess what? You get together with your fellow independent programs and you schedule home and homes with Notre Dame. There's, there's a no-brainer there if Notre Dame's open to that. You schedule that home and home, no doubt. You probably line up Army as a home and home. And then you kind of go back and forth. You say UConn, we'll play you at home. Uh, UMass, you're coming to Provo. New Mexico State, we want to play a home-and-home with you potentially because you are the closest FBS independent to us. And Liberty, also probably in the mix, as maybe a home or away opponent. Uh, If you want to go back, there's a podcast, multiple podcasts I've done talking about this proposal. But I can tell you this much. BYU, like I've said already, they've got plans in place for every possible contingency, and they will continue to adapt as need be. One thing I want to pass along to you guys is a lot of programs out there are reporting their COVID-19 numbers, how many athletes have tested positive amongst how many tests have been conducted. BYU and their fellow in-state programs, speaking of Utah and Utah State mainly, have decided not to report on those numbers. But I can tell you this much, BYU has had a number of positive cases in the past week or so, and it's it's a cause for concern. If this gets bigger and bigger, BYU may have to shut things down. I don't know exact numbers, but I can tell you this much, and speaking with multiple sources with direct knowledge of this, there have been multiple positive tests for BYU football in particular. Hasn't shut things down as of yet, based on what I am hearing, but if it were to continue to grow 
and just is something that they can't get under control, that would be when BYU might have to shut things down. Also, what I'm being told is BYU is expected to open up a report for fall camp. The players will report for fall camp on August 7th. The NCAA six-week plan that was set in place by the NCAA earlier on, just what, about a month ago, maybe a few weeks back, has BYU actually able to begin the preparations for the college football season this coming Saturday on July 11th? Well, that would mean BYU could open up fall camp technically August 5th. With my reporting that BYU is going to open up fall camp on August 7th, that means they may be pushing things back to where they kick off their six-week plan on Monday, July 13th. There's, you're going to miss a day or two, and I don't think that's that big of a deal. But like I said, multiple positive tests for BYU football, and I can report that. I'm firm in my reporting there. I'm not going to back down from it. I've talked to too many sources who have confirmed this. But you look at it, and BYU, I think, is doing everything possible to be ready for whatever the season is going to bring them not being part of a conference is obviously a concern because you have to look at it and say you know what they're just going to have to cobble together a schedule potentially if everything does hit the fan but the nice part is i know that byu is planning ahead these uh covid19 positive tests that they have had they're doing everything possible to control the outbreak within the program and i will be sure to bring you any other information with that But two things to take away from this is, well, three things to take away from this. BYU, they're planning for whatever contingency plan goes into place. I think the biggest key word in all of this is you need to be flexible as a college football program this coming fall slash potentially spring. Second thing, multiple positive tests for the COVID-19 virus in the BYU football program. Like I said, I don't have exact numbers, but they are doing their absolute best to get it under control. The concern is that this virus, it just it, it can be passed from person to person so easily that a potential major outbreak could cause BYU to push pause on the preparation for the season. And the final note, August 7th is a report date for fall camp in earnest for BYU. Obviously, the first couple of weeks with this NCAA plan include strength coaches working out with athletes, coaches being able to do walkthroughs, uh, film work with a football, etc. But then actual fall camp expected to begin August 7th for BYU football. So passing that information along to you guys, and I'll be sure to bring you anything else I hear with regards to COVID-19 and BYU football like we usually do here on the podcast. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk a little bit about BYU basketball and how college basketball might be affected uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. An interesting proposal coming out from an NCAA administrator we'll get to here in just a second. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today, guys, and talk to you about our good friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been online for 20 years serving auto parts customers. What I love about Rock Auto is they have every part for every vehicle, car, truck, SUV, whatever you got, a classic, uh, new age, uh, they've got everything you could ever want for your vehicle. And guess what? They have the best prices for those vehicles, for the parts for those vehicles, excuse me. But the nice part about Rock Auto especially is that professionals, let's say your mechanic, could not log on to rockauto.com and get a better price than you. Prices are reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. And the best part of it all, it's shipped directly to your door from rockauto.com. Great company. They do great work. They want to make sure you guys are taken care of when it comes to your vehicles, especially during this time where I think a lot of us are a little more lean, tightening the belt a little bit, so to say, with our budgets. Well, rockauto.com can help you keep your car in shape, make sure it's in tip-top shape and running smoothly. 
for a fair price. And you can search for all the parts your car will ever need from all the different manufacturers. They've got everything you could ever want for your vehicle. Go to rockauto.com, search it out. You can search by price, uh, by manufacturer, whatever specs you need for whatever your vehicle requires. I can guarantee you rockauto.com has it for you there. Make sure to fill out the box that says, how did you hear about us? And put in locked on when you stop by. Let them know that locked on Cougars sent you. So that way they know that you're supporting their business from this podcast. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Reliably low prices. And they are the best of the best when it comes to everything you need for your vehicle. All the parts. You can check it out. Amazing selection. Check them out. rockauto.com, a proud partner of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. As I just mentioned, wanted to talk for a minute about a proposal from the NCAA, actually, that is actually pretty smart, I feel like. Uh, Dan Gavitt, he is the NCAA head of basketball, or what's his official title here? Senior Vice President of Basketball, excuse me, Dan Gavitt, told Sports Illustrated earlier this week that he has proposed moving season opening games from their currently slated start date of November 10th to October 27th with the option of having an extra two weeks in the schedule this coming fall slash winter to allow college basketball programs to have a little more flexibility when it comes to navigating a potential interruption due to COVID-19 this winter. You look at it on its head and actually applaud this move uh, by Dan Gavitt. Uh, He told Sports Illustrated, quote, at this point, it's just a concept. He wanted to be clear about that. Continued, but we have presented it to the conference commissioners and the oversight committees. The ball is in their court. It has some utility, add some flexibility and options with the academic calendar changing, which could affect the break period. The break period, what they're talking about is a lot of programs, a lot of schools, I guess I should say, like BYU have announced that after Thanksgiving break, all of their academics will be moving online throughout the rest of finals. That leaves potentially up to a six-week gap without students on campus, and we're talking about more regular students, where college basketball programs and football programs are still in their seasons. It's an interesting uh, situation coming up here for college sports in general and sports just worldwide and even just everyday life. We're all kind of living in the middle of something that will be looked back on for years and years as I talked about a little bit earlier and you look at it and the nice part is that Gavitt's proposing here would call for front-loading the schedules of each college basketball program with up to four games played per team in that window, the new window of October 27th and November 10th. The idea of it is is to keep a programs maybe ahead of the game a little bit when it comes to this winter break period some schools may say that once we close our campus after thanksgiving break student athletes have to go home as well i, I think that would be just a asinine decision but it's a possibility I think what Dan Gavitt is proposing here is he's trying to get some extra games under teams' belts to navigate what could be a very interesting season coming up. The NCAA does not want to see the college basketball tournament, their NCAA men's tournament, canceled for a second straight year. They lost out on billions of dollars last year from it, and it's their marquee event that they put on each year. It's the biggest moneymaker for the NCAA, and canceling for a second straight year might have some catastrophic effects on the NCAA and its membership. I just look at this and I think Gavitt's actually being very smart about this. I'm no fan of the NCAA. Any of you who have been a longtime listener of this podcast, 
podcast. No, I love nothing more than to hammer on the NCAA, but when they do something smart like this, and I think BYU is being smart about their flexibility and their plans for the upcoming college football season, but the NCAA in this regard, and speaking of Gavit especially, they're actually being proactive about this. And I applaud what is going on right now in college athletics. I think there are a number of talking heads and brains behind the operations that are actually being smart about this. They're understanding, you know what? We're all going to have to work on this together. We may have to make some unprecedented adjustments, but we will cross those bridges when we come to them. I love what's going on with the NCAA, and I love this idea. And Gavitt said, uh, quote, a little more time rather than less time makes sense to me. It would be permissive. No one is saying you have to do it. It would be up to the individual institutions or conferences to figure out how to do it. I think it's a smart proposal. I think a program like BYU, where they're trying to get as many high profile games as they can get those marquee wins as being part of a mid-major conference like the west coast conference is they need big time opponents high profile games and to see some of those maybe get canceled in the non-conference might be a killer for BYU's NCAA chances so you got a loaded team it looks like for BYU coming back this fall for Mark Pope I think having this extra two weeks potentially of the season, beginning it in late October rather than early to mid-November, actually is a pretty brilliant idea. So we'll see what happens, but I think it's a smart play, and I think it would help a program like BYU maybe fit in some of these high-profile games they may otherwise miss out on potentially due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We don't know when this virus is going to go away. It may never go away. There are so many unknowns with this, but I applaud all of the figures involved with this. In this case, Dan Gavitt and earlier on BYU, their athletic administration, the football program, etc., They're all being smart about this and understanding, you know what, we have to be flexible. We cannot just go out there and say, you know what, if we don't have X number of things done by X date, we can't do this. They understand it's going to be on a sliding scale. You're going to have to make adjustments on the fly. And I applaud that. I like what BYU is potentially looking at here with both their football program and the men's basketball program. As I talked about a little bit earlier, I have not heard about any positive tests with regards to the BYU men's basketball program. I hope it stays that way. My hope was that I wouldn't hear anything about BYU football, but as such, I have heard that. I was going to pass it along to you guys and let you know what I've been hearing. So, Here's hoping that they have a clean bill of health as they get ready for the upcoming fall slash winter. And I'm looking forward to sports. I want to see sports back, plain and simple. That's my overarching concern is seeing sports back. I'm selfish in that way because guess what? I draw my paycheck from covering sports, basketball, football, soccer. You can name the whole gamut of different sports that I cover for my radio station and, and this podcast as well. And I need them back in my life both professionally and just for my sanity. I'm a big sports fan. I always have been. I always will be. And having sports back in my life, it's great to see things like the PGA Tour and NASCAR back and upcoming here. Actually, today, uh, Major League Soccer expected to kick off their MLS's back tournament. Uh, NBA teams showing up in Orlando earlier this week and throughout this week as they get ready for their restart of their season. I look at this and I'm, I'm just hoping that it all comes off without a hitch. We figure out what we are willing to accept, what can be worked on, what can be perfected. And my hope is that all these quote-unquote guinea pig experiments that are going on with these other sports leagues 
could lead to some beneficial outcomes slash plans for college football, college basketball, and by extension, the BYU athletic department could benefit from all of that. So that's that's kind of my take on things. And I know I sound like a broken record talking about this, but I'm having a positive attitude. I've decided to, you know what, we're looking at the glass half full. We're going to be an optimist about this. And the plan is to have sports back in our lives in short order, especially BYU sports. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll get to number 57. 57 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Our player countdown series rolls on. Who is the best former Cougar to have worn that number? We'll talk about it here in just a second. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. All Guard Pest Control has been a longtime sponsor here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. If I'm not mistaken, Seth has been sponsoring this podcast for over a year and multiple stints, and I love his company. He does great work, and the best part is the local company based in Utah County, but has the reach to reach out to anybody along the Wasatch Front, Tooele Valley, Wasatch County. If you need pest control services, call All Guard Pest Control. What I love about All Guard right now is we don't want anybody knocking on our door, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But guess what? All Guard's business model is not to knock on your door and say, hey, you want us to spray for some bugs? I'm going to, you know, take care of your neighbor here, here, and here. And you don't know if neighbors X, Y, and Z are actually getting that taken care of. They're never going to knock on your door, speaking of All Guard Pest Control. That's not how they go about business. But they offer two unique plans to their business model that I absolutely love. They offer a quarterly program where pest control will come out, uh, All Guard Pest Control will come out every three months and make sure your home has that barrier up, up around it all year round. They'll make sure that they keep the creepy crawly things on the outside and your family, your pets, etc. on the inside safe and sound. Also, if you have a one-time need, well, All Guard Pest Control will come out, take care of your one-time need, and guess what? They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires them to come back for multiple follow-up visits. That's not how they go about things. They'll take care of the things one time. They guarantee it, by the way. They have a guarantee that their services will not be beat, and if you have an issue that pops up after they've treated your home, they'll come back out and take care of you guys. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They take care of my home. Seth and his team are the best of the best. I trust them with my home. I hope you will trust them with your home. You can give all all Guard Pest Control a call at 801-851-1812, and they can handle anything you can throw at them. Termites, ants, mice, spiders, whatever it may be, All Guard has the tools and resources to make sure that the pest control issues that you're having are abated and never come back. Once again, the phone number for All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. You can check them out online as well at allguardpestcontrols.com. Online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, All Guard takes care of my home. Trust them to take care of your home as well. Once again, 801-851-1812 or go online and check them out at allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, guys, here in just a second, we're going to get to the best Cougar to have worn the number 57, but we need to, do need to take a minute and talk about a BYU great and wish him well as he recovers from surgery, and that is former BYU star quarterback Steve Sarkeesian, currently the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I underwent surgery, heart surgery, last week. Uh, the quote coming out, a statement from Alabama football says, the Alabama football coaching staff participates in an annual executive physical. During Coach Sarkeesian's physical last Last week, it was determined that he needed a procedure to correct a congenital cardiovascular anomaly before it became an issue. 
Coach Sarkeesian underwent a successful procedure this past Thursday, July 2nd, in Birmingham, Alabama. He is back home in Tuscaloosa and is expected to make a full recovery, unquote. So we send our best wishes to former BYU great Steve Sarkeesian. Hope he heals up quickly. And hey, I got to tip my cap to the Alabama physicians team that was doing that physical for him and catching that. We hear all the time about anomalies in people's physiology that causes potential catastrophic issues that were undetected before they became an issue. And I, like I said, I'm not sure if this is a major issue, a minor issue, whatever it may be, but I, I applaud Alabama and their physicians for making sure that they caught this early and got Coach Sarkeesian uh, back on the road to recovery and making sure it was an issue that never became an issue, uh, abating an issue before it pops up. And I, I hope... Nothing but the best for Coach Sark as he moves forward here. He's done great things in college football since leading BYU to that memorable 14-1 season in 1996. A great player, and I, I wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward here with the Alabama Crimson Tide into the coming season. All right, now let's talk about some other former BYU greats. Number 57 in our player countdown series. We are now just 57 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Our finalists today were a great list of people. Linebacker Matt Bauman, who played for BYU in 2004 and also 2007 to 2009. Offensive lineman Robert Anai, who also served as offensive coordinator for BYU in two different stints under Bronco Mendenhall on this list. Offensive lineman DeAndre Wesley, a JUCO transfer who spent a lot of time in professional football since leaving BYU, a good player in his own right. And then linebacker Richard Hobbs, uh, now living up in Shelley, Idaho, as a longtime assistant coach for the Shelley Russets. By the way, Shelley, Idaho, that nickname for your high school, the Russets, because it's a potato heavy area in Idaho. It's a great nickname, and I got nothing but love for the she- for the Shelley Russets. As a kid who has family members, my ancestors are from southeastern Idaho, so. Big ups to the Shelly Idaho Russets uh, on this. And the fan vote actually uh, caught on with people living up in Idaho who know Coach Hobbs, uh, played B- for BYU from 1984 to 1987, actually has the field at Shelly High School named after him. He has spent, I believe, almost 30 years now as an assistant coach for Shelly High School, and actually has the field named after him. He's the longest tenured assistant coach up there, a great player during his day at BYU, a great linebacker. He actually won the fan vote with this, and I think it's due in part to the people from Shelly and their surrounding area for voting for him on this. But uh, Coach Hobbs finishing with just under 43% of the vote on this. Robert Anai coming in with 32.3%. DeAndre Wesley, 18.8%. And Matt Bauman with 6.3%. I'm sorry to break your hearts up there in Shelly, Idaho, but my pick today is Robert Anai. Uh, Dr. Bob, as a lot of people like to call him, he went on to get a PhD. He's been a great offensive coordinator, a great coach in multiple stops. Arizona, Texas Tech, BYU. Most currently now he's at Virginia as the offensive coordinator out there with Bronco Mendenhall. Robert Anai was a standout player for BYU before becoming a great coach. He played for BYU in the early 1980s, was a member of the 1984 National Championship team, was a starting offensive lineman on that team, and won all-conference honors as the Cougars brought home the hardware. And 
I have a hard time picking against Dr. Bob. Obviously, a guy who is exceedingly blunt when he talks with the media. I can remember him calling the guys from Sports Nation, uh, speaking to my good friends Jaron Jordan and uh, Spencer Linton as Tweedledee and Tweedledum, or was it Thing 1 or Thing 2? I don't remember which one it was, but it was a Dr. Seuss reference, and I about fell out of my chair laughing when he made the reference because that's just who he is. He's a guy who, if you don't give him a good question, he's not going to give you a great answer. He doesn't work in generalities. He said in the past, you guys want to put on whistles and hats, come out here and coach to the media. Uh, Anybody have any other questions I can give you a general answer for or speak in generalities about is another famous response from Dr. Bob. But a fantastic player in his day for BYU and obviously it has become a stellar coach at the FBS level. So Robert and I, as the greatest Cougar, is, our, is my pick today as the greatest Cougar to have worn the number 57 in BYU history. But hey, I will tip my cap to those of you up there in Shelly, Idaho, supporting your man, uh, Coach Hobbs, Richard Hobbs, uh, finishing with the fan vote. So we have a split vote today, a split decision, I guess we'll call it, on the greatest Cougar to have worn the number 57. We'll continue it on tomorrow with number 56. Some incredible candidates in number 56 on this list. And Travis Hall is going to be hard to beat, I feel like. We'll have the poll up on Twitter shortly for you guys. You guys can vote on that. But uh, guys like Travis Hall, Ed Keel, Sean Nua, Tijon Karoma. I think it's some of the guys who have worn the number 56 in BYU history. It's going to be a fun vote tomorrow. So hopefully you guys will be joining us on Twitter. Search us out, at Locked On Cougars. Make sure to vote in the fan vote each and every day and have your voice heard. And a big thank you in advance for your continued support of these polls as we move forward with that. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for joining us each and every day. Hopefully we are making you guys smarter BYU fans. You're enjoying the product. Like I said, I love bringing this to you guys each and every day, and I can't thank you enough for your support of the podcast. Have a great day. Make sure to follow or subscribe to wherever you're listening to us on, so that way you never miss an episode. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, kind of the big three out there. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, like I said, so you never miss a daily episode of this podcast. Today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com as well as All Guard Pest Control. Big thank you to them for their support as well. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. We'll see what happens with the Ivy League announcement today. It may have come out by the time you hear this, but we'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. Should be a lot of fun and should be revealing on what they decide to do. So have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 8th, 2020. We will catch you tomorrow. Thank you.